Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we continue the story of Abram. Previously on Who's in the Bible, things were weird. Abram had made a bunch of mistakes, but the heart of the story was about God's promise to grow Abram's family and use them to bless every single family on earth. And when we ended the last episode, Abram had had a son named Ishmael with a woman named Hagar, who used to be his wife Sarai's servant, but became his second wife. You're right. That was weird. Keep track. Uh, It's clear that they have hijacked God's plan to make it their own to try and make it happen themselves. And it all goes wrong. So here we are today, the next episode. We're picking up in chapter 17. And you want to know what's crazy, Eric? What's crazy, Lance? From the last sentence in chapter 16 to the first sentence in 17, 13 years go by. Yeah. I know. Long time. Yeah, some of the people listening to this podcast aren't even 13 years old. They haven't lived that long. (laughs) That's true. And and a, a gap between paragraphs covered more more ground than their lives have. That's crazy. Okay, so um, 13 years go by, nothing of note happens in their lives. They still don't have a son, but Sarai hasn't had a son, and God hasn't been speaking to them. At least the Bible doesn't tell us that he has. And then God shows up again. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I'm God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be the father of multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. Oh, okay. I This totally makes sense to me now, because do you know that song, The Father Abraham? Oh, yeah. Had many sons. Well, so... If it had just been Father Abram had many sons, it just wouldn't work. So I get God. He had to change his name or the song would not have worked. That's the reason. Yeah. Totally. Have you ever wanted to change your name? Um, okay. When I started kindergarten, uh-huh. I the first day I walked in and they're like asking my name. And I was like, uh, yeah, my name's Brian. But and your name is Eric. Me, like, uh, no, your name is Eric. And I'm like, I've already done five years of Eric. <laughs> I'm ready to roll into Brian, but yeah, she it didn't it didn't work. She it, she said no. Okay, no. well, if you've ever wanted to change your name, then this is a good story for you. So God changes Abram's name to Abraham, and that's a really important part of this story because now for the rest of Scripture, he's called Abraham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God reminds him in this uh, this covenant renewal or this promise that um, that he would become the father of many nations. And that his family would take over this big area of land. Yeah, and as part of their commitment as God's people, as their family grew, that all of the men and the boys would Mm -hmm. mark their bodies with a physical sign called circumcision. Uh, Oh. And then Sarai also had a change. That's right. She got a new name, Sarah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And God made a promise to Abraham that she was going to have a son. And Abraham's like, God, you're crazy. I'm 100 years old and she's 90. 
Oh my god. 90. 90. 90. Yeah. That's old. That's really old. She, I can't, the idea, if you saw a pregnant 90-year-old person walking around. You'd have some questions. Let's go back. If you saw a 90-year-old person walking around, <laughs> that's, this is, God is, he's got a serious sense of humor here. That's right. Okay, so you keep reading in chapter 21, uh, and, and the point that God makes is that he's going to continue his covenant or his promise with Abraham, uh, and it will pass on to Isaac, his future son. And then if you keep reading several more chapters into chapter 21, it all comes true. Sarah is, gets pregnant and then at 90 years old has a baby boy and names him Isaac. Wow. That's like really awesome. Like they've, they've been waiting a very long time for God to make good on this promise. That's true. A really long time. And he, he does. And if you read Sarah's comments in there, she's filled with all of this joy and laughter and it's such a cool scene because uh, like as you read along, you get this picture of God's promise beginning to come true. He's going to grow Abraham's family, and then through this family, he's going to bless every family on earth. All right. He's got it rolling. Here the we go. But good. I got to warn you, there's a plot twist. Oh, gosh. Do, do you have any movies that you like with a plot twist? Um, yeah, recently, outside, maybe everybody else saw this coming, but you, you seen Frozen? Oh Were yeah, Frozen. I think I, I know everyone, the soundtrack. I think everyone's seen yeah. Frozen. I didn't see Hans being a bad guy. No, yeah, it's a plot twist you don't see coming. Totally threw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we have a plot twist in this story, and it's not where somebody turns evil like Hans in Frozen did, <laughs> but it's totally unexpected. Listen to this. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, "Here I am." He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> How about okay, we've waited. He's waited a hundred. He's a hundred years old. Well, it's even older now because yeah. Isaac is old enough to walk. Oh, that's true. Like, and carry some firewood. We're going to, we're going to hear like. Probably carry his old dad up a mountain. Carry old, old grandpa up a mountain. (laughs) (laughs) But here's, so this is going to ruin God's plan. Yeah. If he goes and does this. Yeah. I mean, there's this great tension in the story. You wonder what's going to happen. And so uh, you keep reading and the next day. They get up, they load a donkey with some firewood, and they start walking, and they walk for three days. Then they stop at the base of this mountain, and they load up the firewood on Isaac. And Isaac carries, carries the wood, and uh, Abraham carries this torch with fire, and he's got a knife with him, and they're trekking up this mountain to go do this sacrifice. And Isaac is like, hey, Dad, where's the animal that we're going to sacrifice? I'm sure he's heard the stories about old pops cutting animals in half. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those old cutting the animal in half moments. Yeah. So he uh, needs it. Where's the thing? Well, Abraham says to Isaac in that moment, he's like, listen, son, God will provide the sacrifice. And you know, anytime we talk about this story, whether it's with adults or kids, people have all kinds of questions. question for today is, why did God ask Abraham to sacrifice his son to God whenever it's his one and only son? Oh, that's a really good question, Rosalie. This one is so difficult to answer because the Bible doesn't give us a full explanation. 
This story itself is difficult because we would never imagine someone sacrificing their own child. And we certainly can't imagine God asking us to do something that would hurt another person. But there is one thing that seems really clear throughout this story. Abraham trusts God. Even though trusting in God was, must have been difficult for Abraham, and it doesn't make the most sense in this case, Abraham continued to trust God. And in this, there's something that you and I can learn. We learn that trusting in God can be difficult, and it may not always make sense at first. But here's what we know. God is trustworthy every single time. So thanks for the question, Rosalie. Now, here's what happens in the story as it continues. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Okay, if I'm guessing, I bet that angel hollered that like so loud. Yeah. Shouting, Abraham! You're Abraham! Dude! Abraham! <laughs> Make sure you hear me now! Yeah, I bet Abraham shouted back, Here I am! Here I am! Somebody! Oh my gosh, that, I mean, how must he have felt? Oh, yeah. At that I, moment. I bet he felt such relief. How do you think Isaac felt? Oh. I mean, like, he he had to, I mean, you know, Abraham was an older, probably had a little bit of experience. Yeah. Isaac had to be flipping out. Oh, for sure. Super freaked out. So the angel intervenes, stops everything, and says, you trust in God, and that's clear. Listen to what happens next. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering instead of his son. Man. God is good. It's so cool to see the way he steps in. I think that this story shows us something that he, he wants to teach us about his rescue plan, his big time rescue plan that the, the message of the Bible is all about. So when you read later in the New Testament, Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. That means Eric, you and me, and what our sin earns is death. Every person listening, your sin earns you death. But Romans 5.8 also says that God shows his love for us and that while we were sinners who deserved death, Christ died for us. You see, the message of the Bible is that God makes a way when there didn't seem to be another way. And this story that we just read about Abraham and Isaac is a good example of that. So why would we give two whole episodes to the story of Abram and then Abraham well, because it's a big deal. And this is one that we're going to really want to remember because he's going to be mentioned, like we said, over 300 times yeah. in the Bible. So God reveals a rescue plan that works through Abraham and his family. And this is the start of how that plan starts to unfold in the Bible. But keep this in mind, God's plan is perfect, but the people we're going to read about in the Bible they are not. No, they're not. They are not perfect at all. So you're going to want to stick with us because we're still just getting started with Who's in the Bible. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide available at clearcreekresources.org.